0: I'm uh, using a cyclone around uh, what looked like a rather large obstacle. Back off, no! He's dead! The... What? He gets his head down. He's in a time-travelling position. This is the domestics, presented by
1: Whitechips Software. Hola, hola, hola! Hello, hello, hello! This is the domestics. Welcome to our podcast to a very special episode. It's the first of two rest days at La Vuelta. And so we have decided, thanks to our sponsors, Honan Insurance Group and Black Sheep Cycling Apparel, to look back at the first nine days of the last grand tour of the world cycling calendar. G'day, I'm Mike Tomolaris. It's so good to have you along from wherever you're listening. Um, yeah, We are... Just traveling along nicely? Well, I certainly am. Let's just check out how and see how our fellow domestics are traveling. Tills, you're still in Colorado. When are you coming home?
0: Mate, I'm not in Colorado. You're not? I'm back in New Zealand. Welcome like back. That, like that. Yeah. Just no, like it's, that. Uh, it's nice to be back. I was on the trails yesterday and it was so nice knowing that a snake or a bear wasn't going to try to take my life. Um, there's absolutely nothing over here that can kill you except the weather uh, i've got three Fetties jumpers and on tills. and a jacket um so yeah no it's um it's good to be back so yeah
1: okay well it's good to have you back um and you may have noticed i did clear your mailbox and i did bring the auto bins in so <laughs> all was good during your time away at uh shea tills hollywood you're in st kilda how's yeah, life st. down kilda there west, what have you mike. been up to
2: st kilda west Now just riding my bike mike and um If I do run off, disappear, I try to move a plant a bit off more than I can chew. It's sitting on the front nature strip and I'm trying to hire a crane to come and move it. So if I do disappear, it's because there's a crane here. So it's just, you know, Hollywood things, everything fucking up,
1: but it's all good. Listen, you did some big kilometres over the weekend, I noticed. uh, uh, But I'm curious to know which bike you've decided to choose following your Instagram posts from last week. Uh, You had the two... Colour coordinated yes, giant yes, bikes, yes. yellow and red.
2: Six, 62% went with yellow, which is what I wanted, so it worked out well. So it went with what I originally wanted. So it's Steve Munyard from Sun Graphics. It's with him uh, now, and uh, it's a new TCR with disc. So I'm going back to disc, and uh, yeah, I'll hopefully have it within the next month. So he's painting it now. He's very good.
1: Can't wait to see it on your uh, socials. Okay, well, apart from uh, reviewing the last nine days of wealth. La we will look into our crystal ball and uh, work out how this race might finish. And it's still got two weeks to go, so there's a long way to go. Also, we have a very special guest join us. In fact, let's just wheel him in right now from out of the green room and into the hot seat. Welcome to the domestiques to one of the finest sprinters Australia has ever produced, Produced whether it's track or road. Let's hear it for Graham Brown. Welcome, Brownie. Welcome. Morning.
3: Morning, everyone. It's very early where you
1: are in Perth, that's for sure. And uh, so good of you to get up early and join us. Uh, I want to make one thing clear and confirm one thing once and for all, Brownie. You have the same initials as the other uh, champion Australian cyclist, Grace Brown. Now, (laughs) uh, please confirm or deny whether you're related.
3: Uh, We're not, no. Okay.
1: Simple as that. (laughs)
3: But and it just, is, I have had a few messages sent to me before from uh, Tio Boss when uh, she was off the front in Liège Bash on the and he, he said uh, it says G Brown, Australia on the bottom. And he's like, I didn't know you'd done Liège before. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, that was kind of funny. But yeah. And Brian, it, I just it, want to
1: remind everybody that uh, you are an Olympic gold medalist from Athens in 2004 when you won the Madison with Stuart O'Grady. Uh, do you reflect on that moment, 20 years on?
3: Yeah, every now and then. It, uh, well, I won two there, Tom, I remember. Oh, uh,
1: yes. Come on, Tomo, Jeez, come remind, on, me, remind me about the second one. Teams for two. Correct.
3: Yes. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thanks. Now, we uh, had a catch-up at two Down Under early in the year, and um, obviously, he runs it, and that was there, and then we, we went for dinner and thought, Hang on, where's Aitken? So, we had a bit of a Aussie Olympic gold medal, Madison dinner one night. So, it was a good catch up, plenty of hmm. stories told, and many, many, many uh, unrepeatable stories. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's good to look back at that and have, you know, special moments, I guess.
1: Well, it's the Madison that uh, I remember because I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys were favoured to win that gold medal, you and Stewie.
3: Oh, probably not, no. I didn't really look into all of that. So I knew I was riding with Stewie who had the form of his life um, and pretty much I just had to hang on.
1: (laughs) Really? Okay, well, uh, a gold medal around your neck uh, 20 years on. um, I remember it. Uh, and, And also, let's remind everybody, you participated at the Giro eight times and you did one Vuelta, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got that right. Something like that, yeah. Something yeah, like exactly. That, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Eight times at the Giro, once at the welter And that's why we've got you on. Apart from the fact that you know how to express an opinion, uh, I remember you as a young fellow, as a teenager, when you first came onto the scene, you were an angry ant, And I say yeah. that with all due respect. You're a sprinter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah fair, fair comment. Fair comment. Right. Well, how do you keep busy these days, Brownie?
3: Uh, children. Seem to just have them in, in the car, running them around everywhere all the time. So, got four kids. They go to three different schools. Uh, yeah, oh, do some right coaching, um, sell a power meter. Yeah, all sorts of different things. Yeah. <laughs> Which
2: power meter? Which power meter? Which uh, power meter? Info crank. Oh, yep. Yeah, yep. one of the NRS teams used to ride that, didn't they? Or still do?
3: Yeah, on, on EVA have them. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's possibly a few others. haven't caught up with
1: yet yeah Yeah. okay well let's uh dive into the welter nine days down and after a horror start it really was a horror start the race seems to be settling down just a little although there was some incident Mm. uh, there was an incident last night this morning (laughs) now let's just reflect on what's happened in the first nine days you may recall the stage uh team time trial it finished in darkness for some riders which was an absolute joke uh, it got worse in stage two with a huge downpour from a thunderstorm, which created can't help that. chaos. I know, but it created chaos. Mm. Uh, and then in stage three, uh, Remco, Evenepoel finished uh, on top, but then crashed into a reporter at the finish line. And just this morning, I've noticed on waking up, there was a howling wind at the summit finish for stage nine, but the final two kilometers was uh, unraceable because of mud and uh, other crap on the road which forced organisers to go into damage control and not for the first time. It's been absolutely bizarre. I tell you what, Jules, I wouldn't want to be in the room for the debrief when it's all said and done at the end of this race.
0: Yeah, I think at the moment we were so excited about the start list for the, the Vuelta and we were saying could this be as good as the Tour de France and literally straight away they proved to us that, uh, that it won't be. Mm. Um, I think you spoke about the TT in the dark, the laughable, like we were so excited about the team time trial but the one thing we didn't want it to do was ruin people's chances mm um at for the whole three weeks and that's what we've seen but tomo you've missed a few things Charlie. from what has happened with we've, we've had twice now the chief commissaires have had to be referring to fans videos oh. to see where riders are finishing like they oh. did today uh in the reduced um We didn't even really know where the finish line was today i was so confused we've had tax thrown on the road and how about this foil where they um this foiled plot to put 400 liters of oil on the road the catalunias were upset that the tour was coming through and they were calling it the tour of spain and they're not a part of spain and so i will pay that to them that they stop that but. Jesus, there's some teams and some riders who would just rather forget that the Vuelta has started. Uh, I think Jayco, Ineos, there's been some shockers. But still, we, we're we committed and uh, we've got one really good, you know, another good week hopefully coming. But the first week is probably one to forget.
1: What's your takeout
2: Hollywood? Oh, just a shambles. Like like Till said, I was so excited because I love a team Tom child from the on, old days with onsay But uh, yeah, no, it was just a shambles. And that's why I thought, might have been run by Cycling Australia this year, but uh, it's not, obviously. But uh, no, it's what I have liked though is just because I like Jumbo, just the dominance of Jumbo. They're just like a gang, and the way they just bullied Remco yesterday or the day before now, it was just oh, oh, they are so good. Now, I'm happy Step Kuss is in the lead because he's worked so hard as a tireless, uh, tireless domestique. And to see him get some uh, time in the sun, it's really nice to see. Mm. Brownie, uh,
1: you've been at yeah. Tell us, you've been at the. uh, I
3: was about to say that's his third Grand Tour for the year as well. So, Mm. yeah, he's he's obviously coming through all right.
1: Well, Mm. Brownie, it's been a very chaotic welter from your experience in that one year that you did it. I think it was your final season as a pro. I mean, I was there last year uh, doing some cycling holidays, hosting cycling holidays, and I found it wonderful as a spectator. Uh, But from your experience, is the Vuelta as disorganized as it has been this year?
3: Uh, No, I don't remember it. Um, We had one incident, which actually I just remembered. It was like yesterday, whichever, you know, your memories on Facebook. And it was an interesting stage. It was a crash in the neutral or just at the start of the race. So we had like a 20-kilometer neutral section, basically, while everyone come back together. And it was just only – it was a speed hump. That was all. But uh, nothing like this, no. Mm. No, not that I remember. I mean, it was an exceptionally hard race, though. And there was something like 11 mountaintop finishes, so yeah. it wasn't very pleasant. And initially, I looked at the profiles, and they were like flat, hilltop finish. I'm like, oh, that's good. And then you actually raced the race, and it wasn't that at all.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Brownie, the landscape really has changed since uh, you were racing as a, a top line sprinter, I mean the the grand tours this year, we've had summit finishes as early as stage three, as was the case at the Vuelta this year. That wasn't the case in your era. I mean, I remember the Tour de France for many years and the Giro, for many years they had six or seven flat stages before the first real hill arrived, which allowed people like you opportunities to uh, win sprint stages, flat stages. But that's it's all changed now. How do you how do you feel about that?
3: Nah, bring on the sprint stages. There's not enough sprint stages <laughs> in Grand Tours. It's it's just that anticipation of carnage and chaos—not carnage, chaos and carnage, I guess—that um, you know, keeps me awake at night watching it. Um, you know, I can't I can't actually I, I sit on the couch and fall asleep during mountain stages, but generally wake up for the end. But for the sprint stages, I'm on the edge of the couch, and most of the time, I'm on the floor in front of the TV watching it make sure I can't don't miss anything. So it's ah, I mean a bit biased opinion in a sprinter look, watching sprint stages, but it's always just that what's happening, how how it all unfolds and just watching who, who comes out on top. What's who's it?
2: your favorite Australian I'm oh, not Australian who's your favorite sprinter in the Peloton and who's your favourite Aussie sprinter at the moment? Uh
3: Favourite sprinter, I don't know, I don't know I just love Art. He's just awesome. Yeah, but he's not so a sprinter, so Pure, yeah, he's uh, he's just you know amazing. Um, Class. I like. I don't mind Cavendish. Like I've raced against him, and he's just one of those guys that if he does it, he, he it's a hundred percent or nothing, and he never gives nothing. It's always a hundred percent. He's been criticised a lot in the past. You know the way he, you know talks and whatever. You know, is rude or whatever the case is. Mm. But generally, he, you know, he rips the team if they don't do what they're supposed to do. Next day, they do what they're supposed to do and he wins. Previously, that was. Mm. Um, I, yeah, the anticipation of this year's tour and him getting the record, it was just like awesome. Last <sighs> year's tour, coming from nothing, so to speak, and then winning four stages and proving everyone wrong, that's just what Kevin Dish is good at proving people wrong, so to speak. Um, and, yeah, uh, I hope uh, – is he doing another year? He, I know he said he retired. a Kuraf offered him a new contract, so I'd love yeah, to see him do so, another one.
1: I think we all would I- watch this space. But, listen, Hollywood asked you that question, who's your favourite sprinter, and you hesitated. And I think that's the generation we're currently living in. They're few and far between compared to five, ten years ago. They're not pure sprinters like in your era Brownie uh, the wild fan arts of the world uh, they have changed well you, I think
3: you have to actually because you've got to get to the finish if like you've got all these early mountain sages then you've got to be able to climb to be a sprinter there's not many sprinters I know like Caleb for example he struggles or maybe he's, you know looking after himself during the tour um, on the mountains but he actually climbs really well generally. You know, he, he was up there at Bunningyong one year yes, going right. for the victory. I, I mean, he is a good – he climbed way better than average Joe Bloggs. And you've got to be uh, a sort of climber to be able to get to the finish and win sprints. So it is, it is different. You know, you, there isn't that week long of sprint stage, sprint day, sprint stage, sprint stage. And it, you can't have people like, well, myself that can't climb or – there was, a few, uh, there was a, quite a few sprinters uh, in the peloton back in my time that got dropped on speed humps. So,
1: Chipolini. Um, <laughs> nah, Chipo could climb
3: when he wanted to climb. Yeah, and he never finished he a grand tour, though. now he well, didn't need to. He won 42 stages yeah. at the Giro, they <laughs> didn't
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, let's just uh well, yeah just y- y-
0: y- mike th- checking in on the australians with uh the vuelta uh, i think we've got some standouts and also some huge disappointments i did feel for jay vine crashing mm. out again mm-hmm. when he's just trying to shake this stigma that he doesn't have great bikes handling skills and he had said that he had worked on it and i think he was a really important domestique for uae which they're really going to miss but um one i really want to call out is actually michael storer for fdj his support of lenny martinez um in the mountains and you know driving the peloton um he's absolutely been fantastic we know michael Stora won the tour de lane just a few weeks prior to the volta so yeah, really exciting. I think Australian prospect coming through, and then we saw Chris Hamilton last night mm, the come third. Um, you know, he's a great bloke, and and very much he'll come on the hell ride, or you know, he'll he'll just he'll be in a lot of the Australian bunches. And then obviously Caden Groves seems to be the only sprinter that turned up to the Vuelta. Uh, no disrespect, but Two uh, stage yeah, wins. I think well, yeah, and when it's flat, apart from that, just terrible finish that happened the other day. You know where that rider from Turtle Energy Soup, who I'd never heard of, uh, snuck the stage. But yeah, fantastic yeah. Uh, for him. And I think a few more sprinters would be wishing that they'd turned up to this tour.
1: Absolutely. Well, Caden Groves is smashing it in the points competition. He's almost 100 points ahead of his nearest rival, the Italian Andrea Vandrami from AG2R. Uh, let me just remind you what the GC standings look like after nine stages going into the first rest day. Seb Kuss. I'm really happy for Seb Kuss. It's It's great to see an American... Uh, leading this grand tour. Um, Americans have been a major disappointment for me over the last 10 or 15 years, Uh, apart from Chris Horner, who won this event 10 years ago as a 42-year-old, I remember. Uh, Kuss from Jumbo Visma, ahead of uh, Mark Soler from UAE. And as we predicted before this tour started, Tills and Hollywood, it was going to be a two-horse race in terms of the teams competing, and Jumbo and UAE are certainly proving that. Lenny Martinez... (laughs) Twenty-three years, uh twenty-one years of age, from uh, Groupama FDJ in third place. Now let's talk more about him in just a moment. Uh, Remco's in fourth. Mikhail Lander, position number five, from Bahrain Victorious. And then you've got the heavyweights Roglic in position six, and Jonas Vinkgaard in position seven. You've got three riders from Jumbo in the top ten, and you've got three riders from UAE in the top ten. It's a real, real struggle, a real tug of war, I guess you could say. Tools.
0: Yeah, I think we, we keep seeing poor uh, Remco every time he goes up a mountain. He's just swarmed by those bees, mm. those Yumbo <laughs> just surrounding him, and they're just looking so strong. I, I, UAE have probably been more at the back of that pack, but they're all still there, and they keep talking about this trident that they can go for, this three-person option. But certainly Yumbo uh, vismar it's all going their way at the moment, both in luck and, uh, and ability. Um, but, yeah, it's so, it's, it, you know, there's an exciting week coming up, so I haven't lost hope on that the Vuelta and fantastic to see I think what I like about the Vuelta is it's an opportunity to try new things so and you see new talents come in like the Lenny Martinez and um you know a couple of other younger riders uh but yeah so I think it's still an exciting tour ahead
3: I reckon chapeau to the domestique I reckon it's great to see him leading mm, yeah you know? definitely he's got he's, oh, he certainly deserves he's got it Got like two two what is it two and a half minutes on his uh leader
2: And and let's
1: not forget, uh, Kuss, this is his third grand tour this year. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, It's it's his third grand tour.
2: He, He said before, mate. He but I think,
0: uh, Graham, I don't think uh Sepkus is, uh, you know, I think he probably needs that two minutes in the TT. I can't oh, yeah. remember mm-hmm. when I've seen Sepkus yes. uh ride a TT, but, um, you know, maybe he's never had never to try. Had to. He's always been a domestic. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think uh, Remco is certainly in the hot seat there and will be needing to take huge chunks out of uh, probably Roglic, who's looking potentially the best at the moment.
1: Well, Brownie, they said it was impossible to... Be so dominant when competing in three grand tours, particularly on the back end of a a tough season. How is the Kus's is doing so well? Uh, do you find it hard to believe that he is on top after such a grueling campaign this year?
3: No, not at all, actually, because you've got a not. There's no disrespect. A hundred percent respect for what he's done this year but he doesn't have to race every single day in the sense of mm. he's not doing a max. He's not riding GC. He couldn't like doing three grand tours and riding GC every day. That would be insane. Like in, I would say in this era, impossible. Um, he's, he gets that day of rest extra, you know, the, the sprint stages, he just chills out. He doesn't have to look after, uh, the leaders that's, you know, in the tour, it's Van Aert's job or he, he, he saves himself that little bit extra each time for the mountains and to do the big role. So he doesn't have to put in, you know, he gets a rest day and a TT and a rest day, you know, when I say rest day, it's not really a rest day, but it's an active rest day. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, that sense is different. So he's actually, you know, he might be able to keep this two minute lead on his, on his leaders for another, at least another week. I mean, I don't, when's the time trial? Um
2: the first after the rest day. You got rest day oh, tonight and then okay. yeah, it's the next day. Yeah. Alright, so he might not have a much. Twenty five Ks, yeah.
3: Alright. Okay. So you yeah. That's no you that, never know, yeah.
2: it's only twenty five K's, as you said before, mm. Brandy, he's never had to really try in one, so yeah. the red jersey may give him wings. Yeah,
3: exactly. They, the leaders jersey always uh, gives a little extra. Um so but it's then the the issue is does the team at does jumbo say sorry, sir. we need you to have this rest day like you normally would. You can't go 100%. Um, and that's where things might get a bit bad yeah, relationship-wise. Because mm-hmm. better, in the other sense, they might say, no, respect the jersey, give it 100%, see what happens, which I would yeah. hope they will say. But there is also that possibility they say, well, normally you have this as like a bit of a rest day. You know, we need you in the last week for you know Jonas and Primos, So nah, I, I think they'll let him go and let him do I his so. thing. I, I think I think so, but there is a possibility. Look,
1: look, look! Roglic and your have enjoyed their time in the sun. Kuss has been an outstanding domestique for those two guys. It'd be nice to see him win. But I think I
3: think I think they would be very happy. For that um but the way Jonas' time in the tour i can't imagine who's no, holding off two and a half minutes to him to be honest
1: yeah. okay well you never know um yeah. lenny martinez well wow, he has been the revelation of la welter for me uh the question is who is this guy who is he where's he come from he's just 21 years of age he's french he rides for the Grapama fdj he's worn the red jersey for two days at this welter uh, is in front of Remco in the white jersey competition, the junior competition. He's a wonder kid. They're calling him a wonder kid. And the French, they're screaming out for a future champion. And Tills, he comes from an interesting background as well, correct?
0: Yeah, I met Lenny uh, last year, actually, at the Tour de L'Avenir. Um He was there and um, he won one of the mountain stages there and, and again was a revelation. But I think he's got you know quite a famous last name. His family has been involved in professional sport and in the French. And I think he's the youngest ever, um, to wear the leader's Jersey at the Vuelta. Um, but yeah, he got in the right break with set course. That was a crazy break. There was 40 riders up the road and, um, group FDJ had a great team time trial because they did their team time trial earlier in the evening on the first stage so he already had that buffer uh, so yeah it's you know we've seen him struggle a little bit over the past few stages but again just a, a, a great young talent um, the other one I'd call out is Sien Brooks, who's actually won the Tour de L'Avenir last year he's on sort of um, the same time with uh, Vlasov in Bora um, he'll be another revelation he's from Belgium and um, sort of like you know one of the big hopes to come, but as we keep talking, you know these talents get younger and younger. But I think they'll probably also retire a lot younger than we've seen um, seen. Other, you know some of their their rivals.
1: Well, you mentioned the Tour de l'Avenir. These two riders you you talked about Martinez and the other rider they're the product a product of the Tour de, de l'Avenir, and that was held just a week ago. Uh, what are your what's your take from the from the two races, the men's and women's?
0: Yeah, watched it fairly closely um, just with Black Sheep Cycling being a major sponsor and supporter and and sort of enabler for the first ever women's Tour de l'Avenir, um, which was really exciting. But with the, on the men's side, Mike, you talk about a USA talent and that we're just not seeing much come through. Matthew Ricatello was actually the USA rider who rides for Israel. He went to the Juro this year, but was at the Tour de l'Avenir and he actually wore the yellow jersey for most of the days until the very final stage when an unknown name, of um, isaac del torso who's a mexican writer 19 years old first ever mexican winner of the Tour de l'Avenir sort of come from nowhere, but has actually been struggling with enormous amount of injury um, over the past two years. So he really didn't have a contract f- except for maybe a, con- you know, unknown Conti team. Uh, and then suddenly UAE are calling him up. And I do love those stories of, you know, going from, you know, zero to hero and, you know, his whole life changing, but the whole of Mexico has gotten behind him. I don't think, I think black sheep cycling is suddenly had an increased fluxation of, uh, Mexican fans and followers, oh, wow. uh, since we won, but, um, yeah, Tools. it was great.
2: Let's just hope he doesn't go from zero to hero to pause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, don't put that on the 19 year old. Uh, but just very, very briefly, Shreanne, uh, Shre-Anne Van Aonrooy, she won the women's tour to Laverne. It was, um, Two very different races in that we saw a lot of well-known young talent racing the women's Grand Tour and uh, and you know sort of a lot of names we'd never heard of in the men's Grand Tour coming through. So we did miss the women's tour in that there wasn't a lot of live coverage at all of that, which would have been great to have seen really well-known names. Um, but I think we'll see that in the future and just a fantastic step.
1: Brandy, can I ask you a question? Um, you, you hear about these nineteen, twenty-year-olds, and incidentally, I can't remember the last Mexican who was on the world tour. But if you had a chance to relive your career, would you do it all again the same way? I mean, you won so many medals, gold, silver, bronze, on the track. You created so many world records in the I'm team pursuit. many pursued. silver and bronze,
3: though.
1: So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand corrected again. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> you you're a, a dynamite on the track, but then you made the transition onto the road where you enjoyed some success as well. You hear about these 19-year-olds coming through. In races like the Tour de l'Avenir, if you could relive your life all over again, would you go back to the track and do it all again the same way? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Why?
3: Well, my dream when I was young was to be an Olympic champion. So mm. to do it on the road, is going to be a lot harder than the track. Um, you know, I, did, I rode the track quite well. So, yeah, it was... For me, up until that point, probably maybe I wouldn't have worried about doing uh, the Olympics after, after Athens, you know, not do Beijing. Um, but, yeah, probably, I'd probably talk a little bit less to the media. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, I'd probably do most things the, the same.
1: Does the Olympics still hold the same prestige these days as what it did in your time?
3: My opinion, it does. But, yeah, maybe it's biased. I've, I've uh, literally just now finally got my Olympic tattoo, so. <laughs> I've Show been... us. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <That laughs> it's yes. us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh nice. wow. Nice. Sorry, this is a visual platform, but yeah. it
0: looks great. Fair That's good. Where,
2: where do you actually keep your Olympic medals? Do oh, you a, have them readily safe. available? In a safe. In a safe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: really? So, for probably yeah. for oh, ten more than 10 years, my dad had them in the safe, and I said, oh, well, you're coming over to Perth? Bring them. Oh, I'm not, you're not having them unless you get a safe. I said, I'm not getting a safe. He goes, <laughs> oh, he goes I'm not bringing them. You're not having them un- unless you put them in a safe. Yes, Dad, all right. First thing he did, come over, went, went straight to Bunnings, bought a safe, bolted it to the ground. There you go. You got your medals back. Thanks.
0: Oh, wow. Smart dad. Wow. Can you get some replicas on the wall or something, Graham? So that, you know, as soon as you walk in, you've got a gold medal in front of you? Well,
3: I've got my bike. Uh, I've got the my bike ah. on the wall, so that takes up a big chunk of wall as well. So, I I got that back uh, only a couple of years ago, actually. Wow! Uh, so, well, actually, four years ago. Who had it? Who had it? What well, was at this time? It was originally there was a the tavern at the ba- uh, the velodrome at Bankstown, and it was ah. in the handlebar tavern. It was there, and then it went to Bankstown Sports Club, and. Nice. Well, I don't know, I was talking with Sanson one day and uh, he, he's like, what, you're supposed to have your bike? He give me a minute, and made a few phone calls and said, I want my bike back, basically. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah. Um,
0: Graham, I wanted to ask you with that because I think you, um, you know, you're involved in coaching and and um, you know, you're over there in Perth. We've had some amazing talent come out of Perth, um, that are in the world tour at the moment. I'm curious if you feel like that talent is still coming through, um, Perth at the moment, and those development pathways are still there. I think it. I can't fathom how much harder it is for those WA riders to be involved in the NRS when majority of that happens on the East Coast. Um, But, yeah, I'm curious as to how you're seeing it over there. Yeah,
3: there's definitely a few young, good, really good riders. Um, Funny you say talent identification. This coming Saturday, WACE has got a, uh, I think it's like an Olympian in the making or something, a talent identification day. So I'll sign my son up to that, see if he can uh, Mm. pull his finger out and do something. (laughs) Um, No pressure. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, there is, yeah, there's that pathway and they, uh, Odd Cycling are just in the process of getting a new junior development uh, coach Um, and, you know, more skills uh, catered rather than, you know, Physiolog- physiologically catered um mm-hmm. most people have their own personal coaches so they need someone that can ride round corners and do time trials team would, time would you trials go well. for
2: that would you go for that job is that something that would interest you
3: you didn't see me wink before <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh it's
2: you sorry i didn't say it sorry, sorry i missed it <laughs> oh, oh, brownie has the joy excellent. hindley effect uh, oh, as Brandy. a giro
1: winner and uh, oh, that was know, a top rider. Yeah. So has that made a difference to the local domestic scene in WA?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, he was. He came. He came back with the trophy. Um, showed off the uh, what is it? The infinity trophy thing. Mm. The Jiro trophy. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, he did a lot of uh, appearances and rides and everything. So it was. It was big. It was big for the clubs, um, especially Midland um which he rode for and i uh, i don't know if it ch- now changed anything but it's definitely you know when you've got a kid that came through the track as you know this tiny little boy riding on the track and then he goes and talks to those tiny little boys riding on the track it, you, that gives them a bit of hope they're like you know on the track generally is you're a bit bigger and stronger so to speak and he was like a little fella riding around the track just like you you would say and you know that gives them hopefully a bit more inspiration to go well, actually maybe i can do this so sometimes that's all people need you know just um you know i heard you say the the impossible task before um i used to always have a little sticker on my laptop it says nothing's impossible the word itself says i am possible so it's it's always just, you know, believing in yourself. And, you know, if you get someone like Jai going, hey, look, I was just like you. And kids think, oh, that's a superstar, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in reality, he was also one day, once upon a time, he wasn't. So
2: it, oh, it might be uh, impossible for J.K. to win a stage because they are <laughs> creeping. They have, uh, they lost Zana, they lost Dunbar. They've had more crashes. They, uh, look, they got second last night, which was good. But geez, let's mm. pour some liquor out for Jayco. They've they, had a they've had a shocker. Reckon. Do you reckon was
0: they're it? gonna make the grand? The end of What's it. Four God, or five I think of them like, the same yeah. time. yeah, they all went Domino's. down like skittles in the time Human trial. Hollywood, oh, you've, uh, yep.
1: you've smashed Oz Cycling. You've smashed J.K. Hey, I'm please JK. don't smash oh, look, our, our guest, Graham Brown, please.
2: Uh, uh, I'm not smashing him. <laughs> God, show some respect, Mike. Wash your mouth <laughs> out, son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, just on Yumbo J- Visma, for those who are catching up, uh, the, the opening stage of the Tour of Britain was run this morning and Yumbo finished first and second. They can do no wrong. It's the best team. Mm. Just a couple of points. Sure, a bit. Just a couple of points from this year's (laughs) Welter. How are I, Tata? Um, (laughs) um, 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 um. Ineos. Disappointing again. Should we be surprised? No sign of Geraint Thomas. No, it's just he's like 12 minutes down. Hmm.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think Brownie I think he's trying to lose more time and try to go for stage wins now. Yeah. His GC is over. So I think I think he was trying to solidify today that um he's no longer in the GC battle and We'll be going to stage. And it's really sad to see um, his top domestique, uh, Lawrence DePlus. He he crashed out um, on the very first corner of the team's time trial and almost broke his hip. So imagine that. Like Yuck. he's gone to three altitude camps. He's been away for half the year training for this, and you crash on the first corner of a, a three-week Grand Tour. Like it's just so cruel. And then to see Aaronsman crash as well, who was their second hope. The only thing I can hope for, Tomo, is your favourite would be to see Egan Bernal win a stage. Oh, Tomo um, from loves what him. I can Gosh. see, he can't even get into no, a break at the moment. Oh, I feel so sorry he's for like a, a kite in the wind, that kid. He, yeah. He, he's, yeah. Well, he made but, an impression yeah. on me
1: when he won the Tour de France in 2019. And mm. I just thought this kid, this could be the start of a dynasty. <laughs> and unfortunately, look, uh, he, he just uh, had that major bad, major crash, bad, bad at crash. It almost took his life. Oh, know. Uh, Tills. I oh, know.
2: Tills, 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 tell me, is it true the rumour that um, Specialized are going to be doing INEOS in 2025? Is that true?
0: I've heard a similar rumour, but um, I actually wonder if they only do that if Remco goes there, which I don't think, it's looking less and less unlikely, but there's no way that Specialise lets go of Remco.
2: Because they're going to get so, rid of Total Energy, aren't they, And one of oh, the other yeah, teams? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they've got three get now. definitely rid of Total Energy. And who's the other one? They've got Bora. They'll keep Bora, Bora won't they?
0: Maybe, maybe not. Who's the other one? Who's the third have three. one? Total Energy's Step and Laura. Oh, They'll keep Quick Quickstep yeah, um, for sure, but um, but yeah, there's some weird stuff going on with still with Remco and Ineos, so yeah, be interesting where it goes. But that's that's the talk on the street. Speaking
1: of Remco, I really enjoyed the fact that he's standing up for his rights. He's uh, almost a loudspeaker on behalf of the other riders in the peloton. But I'm getting a vibe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that he's seen as somewhat of a uh, of a winger. Do you see it that way?
0: No, I like nah, it. No, I really it. like him nah, talking out. Absolutely. He's, just, Good. he's just quite hey. honest. I think I think you don't agree with everything that he says, but I don't think he's decisive. Nah. And I I think the other thing is that like we've got to remember, we're just still in this incredible period. Like, I think the era that like Brownie wrote in, there were some awful characters during that period and the way that they spoke and you know, the anger that they had and um I think some you know, Jonas and Pagatra and Wout um Vanderpool like they're just incredible characters they just you know really positive for the sport but I, I really like Remco speaking out and I Sad think he's on. under more pressure than any other rider because of Belgium that they the pressure he puts that you know him under and I, I love him just speaking his mind and I hope that doesn't change but anyway great what do you think of that one one thing I've, I have like I, when I was
3: talking to the riders at down under this year there, there's mm. a definite lack of respect amongst riders in general in the Peloton, and that's making more crashes. People, you know, there, there isn't the patron of the Peloton, so to speak, I guess. I seem to be saying so to speak a lot, but um, <laughs> right. there isn't, you know, in my era, we had like Gippolini, and, you know, he would just call shots, basically. And if he didn't do what mm. he said, well, Actually, everyone just did what he said because he probably would have let loose on him. Um, and you know, we've done mountain stages in the Giro. We went over Etna, and it, I know today we sprint. We're doing a bunch sprint today, but we did it. We went over Etna. So all right, uh, things like that, which were good for a sprinter, but there isn't. I, I guess what I was getting at was Remco speaking, speaking his thoughts. It, Everything he said is pretty well factual. So, it's, mm. It, mm. I mean, yeah, you could look at it as a whinger, maybe, but he's still saying what's actually happening and exactly. voicing it. So, you know, maybe he can be the new improved Cipollini.
2: I mean, oh, he's no. got peloton. the... Like Cipollini, oh, Cipollini <laughs> is beautiful. I think I'm the liking.
1: peloton needs oh. a, a mouthpiece. And Remco, despite his young age... He's doing a great job. Whether he's mm. seen as a winger or not, too bad. I think uh, you can take Remco's also, age out
3: of it. Like, he's, he's, mm. he's already got, a like, a result sheet bigger than yes. half the peloton, mm. 90% of the peloton anyway. Yeah. So, you disregard yeah. what the age says. It, his, yeah. his head is. I mean, he he's a been authority. a Belgium superstar for a long time already. Mm. So, he's been in the limelight for a long time and he's already, you know, his media age, I guess, is of a 30-year-old. Mm. Absolutely.
0: And I think it's really hard to speak out about the, you know, the organization at time as well. Like it's, it's really hard to speak out about cycling or the people that are paying your bills, yeah. etc. So I think, you know, there's a lot of bravery in that of what he's doing and he's doing it for everyone really, the safety and calling a spade a spade. So yeah, like he's very articulate for English being his second language, but I also like that sometimes with the Europeans and they just tell it how it is because yeah. uh, they don't have the words to bullshit. Mm. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's refreshing and yeah it does
3: make it come across a bit more harsh but mm. also for english speakers and sometimes a bit funnier as well yeah to so say yeah. it as it is because it's a lot simpler
1: and well, that's where they probably should be said 12 stages mm. to go and uh, two huge weeks coming up hollywood uh, there's a time trial as well uh, what how do you think this race will finish who will finish on top
2: uh roglich
1: really He's it two two and a half minutes down, more than two yep. and a half down. Um, okay, yep. Roglic.
0: Brownie, who do you think wins? Ah, oh, it's going to be
3: a battle between Roglish and uh, Jonas, I reckon. Um, I, I I don't think you can discount even a pull either. To be honest, um, I'm just looking at the GC right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's <just> catching up, <laughs> Maybe maybe it might be uh, Lando's finally. Yeah. I mean, he's. No, I man, mean, he's, he always has a bad day. Yeah, I know he, he always that has, that
2: has a job. bad day. Him oh, and Mass he
0: always have a bad day. Yeah. He
3: did a good Giro a few several years ago. Yep. But yeah, but I think that's when he was with Astana, wasn't Lander's it? Lander's
0: just warming up to know that he's going to be Evanepol's domestique for the next well, year. Well, so.
3: Coincidentally, they're quite close to each other on GC <laughs> as well.
0: Yeah,
1: look, Yambo <laughs> has just got a super team, and you just oh, cannot oh. go past any of their three riders in the top ten. I'd like to see Chris go all the way. Whether that happens, I'm not so sure. But for me, it's. Of course he's what, got what about a UAE rider, who's in second yeah, place right good. now? He's good. You can't discount nah, him. He
0: got, he got in that mm. break. He's like Lenny Martinez. I think <laughs> it's certainly still Roglic, you know, uh, Remco. We'll know a lot more after the TT. Uranus, the TT will
2: tell yeah. a big story where well, everything yeah. lands.
0: It'll be Roglic and Remco battling it, that well, that, I reckon.
1: How about we come back next, uh, whenever that is, next week after the TT? And we'll have a clearer idea as to how this race will pan out. Yeah. I reckon like Brownie,
3: if, if, if tomorrow' course yeah. is still in red, or the, the yes. after the time trial, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's going to be a very different story because definitely they yeah. can't really. Well, they will put the yellow jer- or the red jersey on the front, um, but yeah, it's going to, It will definitely be different if he's still in the lead after the time trial.
1: Mm. What about you, Tills? No,
0: yeah, I'm saying Rodley no, and Remco, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, Jumbo, nah,
1: my Jumbo,
2: Jumbo are like the 1992 West one, Coast two, Eagles. <laughs> they are. That's well, a strong
0: Do you know who reminds me of the West Coast Eagles? Ineos who? at the moment, Hollywood. No. The only thing that we, Ineos aren't saying, <laughs> what they're not saying though, mate, is they're not saying that we're rebuilding. That's what worries me yeah. about Ineos. <laughs> Richmond, we're rebuilding. Yes. We're bringing up young kids. Ineos. They don't have anyone at the top or the bottom at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, Hollywood. True. Does Jaco remind you of North Melbourne? Oh God,
2: Jaco. I, I love Jaco as you know because I'm a Jaco guy. But oh, it's just so <laughs> it breaks my heart. We've just yeah, no. so bad. We look, we won two stages in a Giro, which was good, but nothing at the Tour. But we did get a top five GC. But so I'd rather you, win a stage. In do top you worry five. about
1: the future of the team, Hollywood? No,
2: mate, who, who am I? I'm just a flog. No, no
1: you're not a flog. i got you on this podcast Tomo, <laughs> for a reason.
0: <laughs> Tomo, I'll say with like that rebuilding joke, Jayco are actually rebuilding. Mm-hmm. They're signing some great mm-hmm. young talent and they're aligning themselves with some really exciting partnerships in, you know, the um you know, some of the under twenty three development yes. teams coming through. So mm. at least they're doing something for But the budget
2: though, it's hard to play when you got the budget yeah. to jumbo and Ineos. Jaco just mm. don't have that budget. Budget. Even though they've got the best bikes in the Peloton, that's not everything. <laughs> <laughs> <Bro>. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, you've
3: them. had teams like uh, Sunweb. Uh, oh, I yeah, know, true. Like, they were Skill Shimano. Like, they yeah. had the smallest budget and brought through so many great bike riders. You had um, Dagen Cobb, Kittle. Kittle, um, definitely.
2: They all leave, though.
3: Yeah, they but they have the riders and get the victories. Yep. They won... Oh, I can't think of his name now. I used to train with him. Dumoulin. But, yeah, Hot Dumoulin, that, Warren yeah.
2: Bargale, Warren yeah. Bargale, yeah. Matthews. They had heaps.
0: Yeah. Mm, mm. That talent spotting, which also helps because then you can get the bigger teams to pay out the team to take the rider. Mm. So there's a bit of a two-prong there in, in earning money off riders. But, um Yeah. Well, they certainly are in that. They need to rebuild. But they've also had huge bad luck this tour Hollywood. Like, shocker. Yeah, like, uh, Dunbar, their top rider, crashed in the neutral zone. I know. Gone, Shocker.
1: Brownie, thanks for joining us <sighs> in the Domestiques today. Um, good luck for the future. Are you going to be uh, continuing developing riders and perhaps become a talent scout for future Grand Tour winners, Classics winners, National Road Champions? What's the future hold?
3: Oh, but that would that would be uh, the idea, the, the hope, I guess. Um, so, yes, I'll start um, coaching them up.
1: Well, your time starts no, now. All right. <laughs> Brandy, I've
3: got to say, I've just heard
2: so much stuff about you over the years, this angry, tough guy. You just seem like... Such a He's lovely a soft gentleman. You're a pussycat, Brownie. I'm just like a bit hesitant. Like this guy's well. just this, this angry, tough guy. That, he was. And then i like such a soft, lovely gentleman. You're like
3: uh, a little cat. It's called, it was white line fever, is what it was. Uh, it, fair enough. Uh, I, I, mean, I remember
1: the days when you used to uh, mouth off your coach, Gary Sutton. <laughs> and you were only about 18 or 19.
3: I, no, I never would mouth off the Sutton. I love <laughs> that <I> idea.
1: <laughs> Oops, nah, well, I nah. think I might Who's have uh, crossed the, the line. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> nah, I love Sato. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we all love Sato. And he's doing so well in, the, in America, isn't he? What a what a loss to Australian cycling, Gary Sutton, huh? And yeah. he's he's doing so well over there. They're winning medals on the track. And what are we doing over here? Winning oh, medals uh, as well. As
3: a coach, the man's a legend. <laughs> like, he just Absolutely. brings out the best in everyone. He does. Yeah, he, yeah that's why, you know, maybe he's, Coaching is not awesome, but him himself brings out the best in everyone and makes people want to, you know, put everything on the line for Sato. That's what Mm -hmm. makes him an exceptional coach.
1: All right. That's the Domestics uh, for this episode. Thanks to Honan Insurance Group. Thanks to Black Sheep Cycling. Tills, welcome home, Hollywood. Thank you. West she's Coast. New Zealand, Zealand mate. She's not home. She's not she's in <laughs> no, New Zealand. She's, she's Still, as good to Not
0: until I line up at the uh, the BP <laughs> server will I be home. Yeah, get on, on wall, a, get on a on a that wall. Get on that Wednesday deals. morning. <laughs> Alright, that's it
1: from us. See you, Brownie. See you soon.
0: <laughs> the domestics by watching side